Hey everybody, welcome to the Audience of One podcast, where we live by Colossians 3:23. Whatever you do, do it enthusiastically as something done for the Lord and not for men. Here we talk about life, purpose, and growth, and attempt to practically live our lives focused on pleasing our audience of one, which is God. Enjoy the show and be blessed. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Audience of One podcast. Today's episode is so great. We are learning how to love ourselves inside and out. I know you will enjoy this show, so sit back and enjoy. Hi, Liz. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, how are you? Good. I am so excited about our topic today. I know that the listeners are going to love getting to know you a little better because you are such a beautiful soul. So before we jump into our topic, can you tell us a little bit about who you are? All right. Well, my name is Liz Love. I'm a licensed esthetician and makeup artist and a little bit of a jack of all trades. I am an army officer um, and my husband's active duty as well. And my son was diagnosed with autism and I got to a place where I just wanted to be able to have the freedom to do what I want, to really support my child. But then again, let my husband kind of do his own thing. And I felt like going into the realm of beauty and skin, something I've always loved and done in my entire life. It was always my side hustle that I was gonna make my side hustle, my main hustle, my main hustle, my side hustle. So my, my hustles switched and it brought me to where I am now of being an esthetician. I'm so grateful. It was the, the scenic route to get to where I am, but I'm so grateful for that journey because I learned so much about business and about myself and to really build a formidable brand that is unshakable. So that's all of who I am. That's so beautiful. So with our topic, learning how to love yourself inside and out, can you tell us a little bit about what your journey to loving yourself was like and how did God play a role in that? Oh, Lord. Well, it was eventful. I'm not even going to lie. Like I had the worst self-esteem growing up. Um, and I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin by way of Memphis, Tennessee. So half of my life was lived in Wisconsin and half of my life was lived in Memphis, Tennessee. And um, growing up in two different places, it's, two di- it's, a, it's a bunch of different types of black people. Okay, first and foremost. And I got exposed to that when I'm like eight years old. So I had no idea that um, my blackness in Wisconsin would be depicted as whiteness down south and my blackness up north, um, I, it was accepted because of course, like when you're up north, like the, the, the dialect is a whole lot different. Of course, people, they just speak a lot more proper, I guess you would say English. Um, I was accepted, you know, for who I was, but then again, I was just awkward if that made any sense, because I was just, I'm the definition of a loner. So it really, honestly, it wasn't until college that I truly felt like I embraced all of who I was, and I quit um, accepting the terms of which other people want to perceive me as, and, and live in the fullness of who I was, and slowly but surely, my confidence just to start to kind of fall into place, and um, 
it's still a journey to this day. You know, even after having children, uh, my self-esteem, it dropped down a little bit. I went from 215 pounds uh, full of baby, you know, still trying to get back to what I used to look like. And at the end of the day, I'm like, you're not that old girl that you were when four years ago when you had a son compared to where you are now, you're a whole woman. So embrace your, your grown woman weight because dang it, you earned it. Okay. <laughs> Amen. Oh, baby. So em embrace this grown woman weight. A lot of people can't, you know, sustain what, what you currently are right about now. So why put, continue to push to unrealistic expectations. And um, it brought me back to just doing what I used to do to kind of help keep me sane, which is my audio diary entries. And um, that really just really helped me really process everything because I was so much in my head. I, I struggled with really trusting people with my stories. So the only person I really trusted was myself. So I would record my entries, look at what I am dealing with really and just make the mental changes because everything that has to deal with self-love, it's all a mental thing. And um, the mental and the spiritual just kind of all fell together. And then I built a sense of all of who I am and it gives me the grace to be able to walk in any space in any room now. I love that. And I know we were chatting a little earlier that your audio um, journals, you call them your love notes. So mm -hmm. can you just kind of walk us through what the, what the process is? Like what actually do you record in your love notes and where do you record them? And just kind of walk a listener through it in case they want to start adopting this in their life. So literally, um, I started doing love notes, well, audio diary entries to myself about eight years ago. And about a year ago, haphazardly during the iPhone update, all of them got deleted. So I was like crushed, like, oh my God, the little crutch that I used to kind of help keep me through life is like gone. Cause I would go back and listen to the notes in those moments when I sounded so unsure of myself and then listen to where I am now. And it's like, why was I in my head so much at that point in time? I clearly knew exactly what I wanted to do and I executed it accordingly. But in that moment, I always questioned myself. So that's how I started to build the confidence to just trust my first instinct. You know what I mean? Cause it was always right. When I would go back and listen to those things, like, dang, I was always right with this, or maybe you, you can change this about yourself. So um, when I'm recording the, uh, the love notes, I'm literally just talking about a point or a period of my life. It could be something last year, last week, la last minute, like a minute ago, I may talk about it. And then I leave myself a love note at the end to just reconfirm um, whatever feeling, emotion, experience I may be expressing in that entry. I love that. I think that's a beautiful way to just cope with all the stresses and things that are going on with society now. And then I love the fact that you are able to go back and listen to it later and realize and recognize your growth. Because I think a lot of times we get so hard on ourselves because we don't recognize where we used to be. All we're thinking about is what's next, what's next, what's next. And I do feel like our society kind of push puts that pressure on us as well. But I love that you have that tangible proof in your own life of saying, this is where I was and this is where I am now and look what God has done. Yeah, I really, honestly, I got it from my husband because like, I'm so used to just getting the next thing done, the next thing done. And he's just like, you don't see what you just did. <laughs> like you just did so much stuff and you hooked up on this one little thing. You've accomplished so much. And it was really hard for me to honestly accept my accomplishments because it didn't meet the goal of what I uh, had envisioned in my mind because I I'm, I go through life with blinders sometimes it's just hard to just take in all of the surroundings and how beautiful 
um, the colors are, the emotions are, the people are, you know, because I'm just so focused and I had to quit doing that. And the love notes and my entries, they, they helped me with that. Um, I kind of want to go back a little bit to how you, you describe yourself when you were growing up. You said that you were like the definition of a loner. And I feel that a lot of times we kind of get into a space of people pleasing and trying to adopt who we are to be somebody else when we know who we really are supposed to be. So during during your journey and like how you were dealing with um, your identity during that time, how did you overcome the aspect of pleasing people? It got exhausting, honestly. It literally, it, it was physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, it was just so exhausting trying to uh, live up to other people's expectations or their idea of who they thought um, I should be. And through the exhaustion, I just said, forget it. This is all of me. <laughs> and, you know, I'm just going to be transparent. I'm going to give you my truth. Um, it's not going to be abrasive or anything like that. Um, I'm really grateful because I did go to school actually for mental health counseling. I do have a master's in mental health counseling. So it really kind of helped me for one, better talk to myself and how to better talk to people and be very honest and transparent the first time. Cause I found myself saying something and then like, well, wait, 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 I didn't mean it like that. And it's just like, no, when I say something now, I mean exactly what I say, how I said it, you know what I mean? It's up to you to uh, receive it from the place of love or wherever that space I may be at in that current moment in time. So it just, I honestly just got exhausted. It really wasn't a matter of me working and um, about it. I got tired. And then um, spiritually, um, I just felt like the more um, I got closer to God, that kind of was like my internal compass to know that I was doing the right thing. Spiritually, I just got so grounded. And my connection with God was so, hey, one, like I'll talk to him about something like, hey, God, so... <laughs> I literally talked to him like he the homie. So do you think I should, or do you think I should? All right, in Jesus name, amen. That's how my prayers are. Sometimes I'm literally just having like a real conversation with him. And I do that all throughout the day. You know, how sometimes people, they have to, they have to pray in the morning, pray at night. It's a constant conversation that I'm having with God. I check in with him um, before I do any and everything. So when I speak or when I say something, I can truly mean it in that moment because I talked to him about it before I said it. Mm, I love that. I love that. That is so awesome. Um, as an esthetician, you are in the business of making people beautiful. Um, in your profession, how has that been therapeutic for you? It's been therapeutic for me because I get to give a different approach to beauty. Like a lot of people who do skin, who do makeup, they are super beat all the time. And I am the complete opposite as you can see today. <laughs> um, I feel like your, uh, your heart, the internal beauty is the thing that, that shines out the most. And um, when, you, when you meet somebody, I've met so many beautiful, ugly people, you know, in college and all throughout life mm -hmm. that I really want to make sure I'm conveying that um, the heart has to be pure. For me, when you, when you do good, you look good and you feel even better. You know what I mean? So I, I believe the actions of who and what you are are truly what make you beautiful. And I try to communicate that uh, with my experiences. I, I don't give people uh, what I want them to look like. I always ask them, what do you want to look like? So a lot of my, my makeup is really, um, really natural. It's just you, but better. I don't do like the extreme beats, which are absolutely gorgeous. Do not get me wrong. The glitter, the cut creases, all that stuff is absolutely amazing. But I also want people to, to realize bushy brows are cute too. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Just really nice skin with maybe a flaw showing that's equally as beautiful as that beat face. So that's how I try to communicate it um, within my experiences when I have people. Like I don't call my uh, skincare or my, my makeup services their experiences because I just believe in totally being present in all the moments. Yeah, and um, just a little aside, I remember when I first met you back in, what was it, February now? Mm -hmm. um, you you were like, yep, I only have three products on, and you were just glowing. And I definitely agree that the inner spirit, like your your presence was just so big in the room, and it just made you that much more beautiful. So I definitely agree 100% with what you just said. Thank you. Thank you. That That really means a lot, for sure. Thank you. I appreciate that. So with you um, taking people through these experiences and helping them really embrace themselves, what has God spoke to you during that time? As you're sitting and you're working with your client, you might be walking them through the experience of like embracing their imperfection. Um, how has God dealt with your heart in um, different areas in your life during that time? How has God dealt with my... Um with me personally as I'm performing services for other people. I really feel like I'm, I'm a true empath. And uh, with being an empath, like I can truly sympathize what other people are like feeling. You know, you may not ever be able to say it with words, but I could just feel the energy of like it being heavy or it being a long day. So it may come in just a light conversation about shifting your thoughts completely off of that. You know, it, it may start off with skin, but we may be talking about the clouds. Like, I didn't know my son knew about cumulus clouds and like all these other kind of different shapes and things like that. So therapy can come in many different forms. And sometimes it's just a matter of you just being present and just giving uh, someone an opportunity to escape um, what they may currently be going through. And sometimes it's just silence. You know what I mean? So I feel like we all connect with energy. So based off of whatever energy my client is giving me, I try to um, meet or exceed that expectation because I think it's so important to just meet people where they are. And sometimes that's just enough. But then some people, they really want you to exceed their expectations. And in those moments, that's when I do more. I love that. So what tips do you have for people who are really struggling with accepting who they are, loving the skin they're in, and really embracing the body or the the place the mindset that god has in me right now um admit it i think admittance is the only way to really um, move forward with any problem or or anything that you want to make better um just admit it identify exactly what it is like for me it was um the negative thoughts that I used to have about myself. I used to think I was unattractive and nobody really wanted me and I had to like admit that I had those thoughts about myself. You know how you try to tell yourself, no, nah, I, I, really, I really don't think that bad about myself. Like, I have to come to terms with that. Like, no, like, you really don't like yourself. So why is this? And then kind of backtrack it from there. Start with the why and then go deeper into the roots. You may be at the, 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 the limbs of the trees and uh, the leaves, but you have to get to the root of the matter. And then once you get to the root of the matter, get you a counselor. You know what I mean? Or, or an accountability partner or, or someone to talk to about this stuff. Um, I didn't realize how deep the problem was until college. And um, I honestly, I went to school, wanted to be a heart surgeon. Um, my mother passed away of uh, 
heart disease and my stevis gravis. So I was just like, I'm going to be a heart surgeon when I grow up. Um, so I'm going to be a biology major, but I really hit it like a really low point um, in college, like a, a real like depression. And then I talked to my guidance counselor in college who um, also has a, a doctorate in um, mental health. And I just thought maybe this is what God wants me to do to really work on the heart of people in their mind because everything is in your head. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, if you could deal with this, you can work through everything else. So that's kind of what I recommend for one, acknowledge it, for two, backtrack and get to the root of it, get you some accountability, a counselor, some support and just stick with it. Because believe it or not, however old you are, it took you that many years to get to this point. So it's not gonna get healed in like three sessions or six sessions. It may be a year, it may be two, it may be forever. You know what I mean? That you have counseling and it doesn't have to be weekly. It could be bi-weekly or monthly, but just something to kind of uh, help you stay on the track of constant progression and evolution. Mm. I love that you said that um, because I do feel that for me, I'm such a goal-oriented person. Um, I was going through grief counseling in 2018. I was like, okay, I'm going to go to five sessions and then I'm going to be good. And then I look up and it's a year later and I'm still in need of processing because like I was going for grief counseling for my mom. I lost her in 2018. I had been with her my whole life. Like she was the first person that I knew. So why did I think that I would be good in process in three or five sessions? Mm. So I'm glad that you, um, name that. And I think that definitely can give listeners the freedom to not judge themselves if they find themselves in a situation where, yeah, I, I still need more processing or I still need someone else to talk mm-hmm. through this. That's perfectly okay. It's been over 20 years. And like literally the last note, love note that I just did was about my parents and about how certain things hit me in a certain way. And I didn't even really realize it until Mother's Day or Father's Day comes around. It's just like, those days are always the hardest for me. And even their birthdays, like my husband can kind of tell like the week before I may be going through it and and just being really different. And I had to be okay with knowing that um, it's okay to experience those feelings. First and foremost, it's always okay to be present with those feelings, but what are we gonna do with them? You know, are we going to make those lifestyle changes to be better? Are we going to share our experiences with others to help them be better? Because that could be therapeutic for you too. There are so many ways that you can heal. You know what I mean? So it's just choosing what works and what feels best to you. Amen. I really love that. (laughs) So at the end of every episode, we love to leave our listeners with an affirmation. So I'm wondering if you have an affirmation for us today. An affirmation. Oh, it's so many that are just uh, running through my mind right now. Um, just know that you are exactly where you need to be at this present moment in this present experience in your life. Embrace it all and, and know that you are the fullest and the wholest version of all of who you are in that moment. I know it sounds like a crazy oxymoron, but Everything may not make sense now, but it will soon. And soon doesn't have an expiration date or a time, just know soon. So worry about the small steps before you even worry about the mile. Because before you know it, you'll be running, doing 100 miles per hour. 
I love that. That was very encouraging. And I love that you named that there's no time limit um, soon. Yeah, I had to really get that out. I'm saying it to, to people and to you, but I'm saying it to myself because, man, I had so many things that I wanted to do in a specific order in my life. Like I wanted to be married at a certain time. I wanted to make, you know, have kids at a certain time. I wanted to make a certain amount of money at a certain time. And God said, uh-uh. That's your, that is your plan, okay? Did you ask me about my plan? <laughs> so when I tell you, he shook up my world and just told me to uh, be present and to be ready and um, at all times. And I do that just by um, prayer um, and just really working on my relationship with him, being prepared for whatever the moment is. So when those opportunities come, I won't feel overwhelmed. So stay ready so you never have to get ready. So when, it, when you are ready, when it is that time, oh, ain't nothing gonna hold you back. Amen. Um, and we also like to leave our listeners with a scripture. Might you have a scripture today? Oh, Lord, there's so many that come to mind. Um, I'm all about um, Psalms 31, you know? It really just speaks to me, you know, just the whole book of Psalms, just overall in general, because it's a whole book of nothing but positive affirmations if you just really just think about it. So it's up to you to really just kind of pick and choose what speaks in to you and your heart. But that's what I recommend. Yeah, I love that. So I'll go ahead and pray out and then I'll leave you an opportunity to share your socials with folks to get connected. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity to chat with Liz. Thank you so much for her transparency and walking us through her journey of what it looks like to um, really embrace who she is. And God, I thank you for the tips and the practical things that you um, spoke through her to share with us on how we can continue to love ourselves, continue to bless her and her family. And um, I thank you so much for this opportunity in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right, Leah. So if people want to get connected with you and become beautified, please let them know how to find you. All right. Well, I am at uh, Simply Liz Love on every social media platform. And you can also reach out to me at www.simplylizlove.com. And I have a cell phone, y'all, that y'all can call and text at any time. That number is 901-800-9970. Again, that number is 901-800-9970. And um, it doesn't always have to necessarily just be about beauty. If you just honestly just need somebody to talk to in a moment or... um, just to be present with you. Like, I feel like um, COVID and quarantine has been hard on a lot of people. And um, isolation is a good thing, you know, that you can have that that oneness, that time to really be with yourself. But if you really just need a moment to get out of your own head, I am available. You're so sweet. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I'm so glad I reached out to you. I definitely want to um, have you back on the show again. We'll talk about something else. I don't know what, but you are such a sweet spirit and I'm so glad that we are connected. Thank you. The feeling is absolutely mutual. Like I, this is what I pray for. Like, uh, like not kidding at all in December. I don't know if, if uh, some of my followers that, that have been following me know, I, I talk about it all the time, how God prepared me for COVID. Like seriously, I prayed and I fasted and I was like, okay, God, what you want me to do? He said, in April, I don't want you working. I was like, huh, excuse me? Um, I just finished school. I just started my business. What are you talking about? He was like, I need you to slow down and take less clients. And I just need for you just to not do anything in April. Had I not known, um, fast forwarding to now, 
we were pretty much on lockdown the whole month of April and May, and a lot of businesses were really struggling because they still had to pay their rent, you know, at these facilities, and they weren't even able to physically work. So God really, like, kept me, you know, during that time because I could have been paying out a whole lot of money just for renting and, and uh, insurance and all this other kind of stuff, and I didn't have to go through what a lot of other businesses went through, and I'm just so grateful that I listened when he told me because it really felt foreign to do. I'm not gonna lie, because I, I'm like I said earlier, I live life of blinders. When you tell me to do something, I'm like this. Them detours be messing me up. <laughs> I tell you, them detours be messing me up. I'm like, hold up, you said this, but okay, I hear you. And I went and it was the absolute best thing I could have did. The relationships in my life got better. I just got connected to way more opportunities and it just gave me the confidence to even listen to him more and consult with him more because he really prepared me for this season right now. Mm. Amen. Amen. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Obedience. Yes. I'm learning the importance of it. And uh, every day he's reminding me why I need to. So Mm -hmm. I'm grateful. All right, Liz, thank you so much. And again, we will definitely have you back on the show. So take care. Y'all, I loved that episode. It was just so, mm, I don't have the words for it, but even when we were recording, it just felt so refreshing to be able to, speak with Liz. Her presence is just so infectious and rejuvenating, really. So hope you all enjoyed that show. As always, thank you so much for tuning in to the show. If you're new here, welcome. Come back. Everyone, please subscribe to the show and leave me a five-star rating. This helps other people find the show. I would also love for you to share this episode on your social media accounts so that other people can learn how to love themselves inside and out. Until next time, folks, take care and be blessed. Bye.